You are now listening to Undrafted GM with your host, Lo. Well, this time we are actually live. Um, yeah, a couple quick shout outs. Big shout out to Andrew Jones for the intro as always. Big shout out to at Wiley Beats for the uh, audio there. Um, go check them out for any of your voice artist needs. Go check out at Andrew Jones um, at Wiley Beats on YouTube. But we have a big special guest in the studio today. There he is, the man, the myth, the legend. Uh, you know what? You do have the honor, though, of being the first in Say What You Will Radio studio history in person. Yeah, man. So, uh, yeah, Joey Counts in studio with us. How you doing, man? I'm good. I feel comfortable. Yes, yeah, me too. These, these chairs are really uh, re- really on it here. Yeah, so, uh, no, it's uh, I'm excited to have you, man. It's been a long time. It has. At man. least nine, nine years. Yeah, it? something like that. We were just talking about that the other day. Uh, Joey and I actually graduated from Desert Ridge together, Desert Ridge High School here in Arizona. But, uh, man, you've been all over since then. I've been in quite a few places. Been doing some moving. That's right. Some, some scenery, man. It's been really good. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Well, I'm glad to have you. We, uh, If you guys are just tuning in, again, we're here with former Montana, former Desert Ridge High School running back Joey Counts. Uh, I just want to talk a little bit about you, man. Um, you know, obviously, again, we went to Desert Ridge together. Yep. Um, did you see Coach Hathcock uh, put his resignation in? He's gone. He's yeah. up at Blue Ridge now. That's is that where he went? Yeah, I was gonna you ask know, that's you. his home though. Right. That's his. You know, the high school there. Right. That's like he's a legend up there. Yeah, because he went. He played up there and all you that. Know? Right. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. I think for him, that's coming full circle. Yeah. You know, back to his hometown. Right. I, I think it's a good move for him. Yeah, definitely. Um, what was that like playing for him? Man, wild ride. It it was not the easiest at times. Yeah. But that <clears throat> Coach Hathcock is. I mean, he changed everybody that went through that program. Mm-hmm. He changed that program around from what it was. Yeah. Um, hard nose, just a honest coach. He's yeah. going to be straight up with you, right. you know, which isn't easy, especially when I think our sophomore year, there was four of us starting on varsity. Um, there was only 30 of us on the team. We were called the Dirty 30. That's right. We practiced from three when school got out. And I don't think I would get home usually till like eight, eight thirty. Yeah. You know, it was yeah. hard nose. That whole co- that whole coaching program. There's nothing. There's not a coaching staff that was like that in high school when I was around anywhere in the country. Yeah, you guys were really grinding it out at that time. Oh yeah. yeah. If if you could have had like a video documentary on what we went through as high school football players, like it would have been on Netflix or something. For sure. Yeah, you guys would have literally had your own thirty for thirty. So it was crazy. That was wild. I mean, but I mean, think of how many you know. Uh, just from our class alone, you know, when you guys had that, you guys were all in varsity, our seniors, how many of you guys went on to division one programs or even higher? Yeah. Well, you know, that was kind of cool. Our junior year, people don't really realize how talented we were. I mean, how many division one football players were on that junior, not the junior class, but the 2010 season, I think it was. Right. But we were just hard nosed, gritty. Like we all grew up playing Gilbert Pop Warner out yep, here together. That's right. A large majority of those dudes on that team I'd known since I was eight, nine, ten years old. Yeah, all the way up through high school. And you know that's what I think is unique about you know what Desreg went through because let's be honest, the football program pre kind of that you know 2010 mm-hmm. time wasn't nearly what it is now. No, it was rough, and they had some really good athletes before too. It right. was just. Hathcock system is a brotherhood. Yeah. That's what it, it wasn't so much about getting the wins. You know, looking back, I see what they were doing 
is they wanted to create a tradition and a culture within the the boys at the time going through that program right that they they taught life lessons to all of us through football yeah like i talked to multiple people i played college with and just at different levels and the experience that i had at desert ridge was not a common place right. for high school football i mean you guys you know obviously in 2011 you guys had that state run you guys went you know we're in the semifinal that was crazy chandler was super talented at oh, that time yeah. hamilton was super talented um you know and so for even for you guys to compete at that level i mean you know you mentioned what kind of talking to the guys at the collegiate level talk about how you think you know hathcock kind of helped you make that transition easier oh <laughs> first of all we were in the weight room we were lifting heavy weights as heavy. high school. i got to college in high school or uh, college football players weren't lifting the amount of weights that we were lifting at desert ridge yep and i was like how many of you guys were in the thousand pound club at that point? It was a lot ridiculous. of us, you know, we were <laughs> yeah. men right. at 16, 17, 18 years old. We were like, I think by 17, I was bench pressing 365. You were, yeah, I would say you were, you were moving at yeah, that point. And man. I was, you know, back squatting, you know, the high threes, like it's 17 years old. Yep. You guys were prime at that point. It was, yeah. it was wild. I mean, yeah. And it, not only like, have you guys gone on to, you know, go play college at higher levels, but like division one college ball. Yeah. And that was with no, like we didn't have any prior uh, credibility at Desert Ridge for athletes. We yep. put, you know, I hate to say this, but we just, that, that wasn't the goal. The goal wasn't to make Desert Ridge what it became, right? The goal was to create a brotherhood within each other and trust. Our high school football program was closely modeled after, um, De La Salle, uh -huh. when De La Salle went on their run, right? What a they, run. they shoved De La Salle, the perfect effort videos down our throat every day. They wanted us to care for each other more than you would like your family, you know? Right. And those, those weeks were filled with tears, man. We, we would fill out uh gold cards yep. and you would dedicate it to somebody. And if you didn't just like De La Salle did, and if you didn't get your goal, you had to do something right for the consequence but it wasn't it wasn't so much as the consequence as it was like i'm gonna do this for you oh wow like like there were sh there were tears being shed before games from people committing goals to other people because they wanted to do that for the for the man next to him like yeah. when, I, when i talk about it was tight mm. it was the group the the people i played with through high school through those years we were tight yep that was a brotherhood yeah you guys were definitely tight-knit i mean you know, uh, you guys spent all that time together because football, I mean, and, you know, just from the outsider perspective, Hathcock had you guys with each other, even in class, you know, to, to every single extent that he could have you guys working together, you guys were. So that was, that was definitely unique to watch from the outside. But I mean, let's be honest, it was also unique because you also walked in with a group of already gifted athletes. Yeah, you know, and he downplayed that a lot. Yeah, Hathcock he did. likes to downplay, right? Like, <laughs> oh, did. you know, we're not that talented. We're just a bunch of hard workers. Which you were. Which we were. But Definitely. if you look at, if you look at like Alex Barrett playing for the 49ers right now, Jordan right Becerra now. went to Harvard. Yep. Parker went to Arizona State. Damani went to Kansas after Juco. Yep. Dallas Stone went to BYU. Mm -hmm. I went to Montana. Um, Harris had an opportunity to go play exactly. Sam Papa, who chose to go on his mission. Yep, he who, did. He would to went. this day, he would have been an NFL football player. Yeah, that I'll be honest. And you 
probably agree. He was probably the most next level talented already in high school. He was what? Six, four. He was huge. 230 pounds. And he was playing multiple positions, running over, insane. running past, running over. And he had that terrible injury, the injury that he still recovered from that paralyzed his leg. Literally. Like yep. he had to play with the insert his senior year because he couldn't lift his foot up. Still balling. U of A still wanted to give him a full ride after that injury. But he chose, I mean, the man showed that's what he wanted to do. He was, yeah, he you chose. know, LDS, he went on his mission. He's married now and he's got kids and he's that's doing the awesome. family thing. That's awesome. But yeah, it is incredible what you guys went through. It's, I mean, nothing short of remarkable. I mean, I remember, I mean, even just you and Jordan, you know, I was around you guys in football my freshman year. And I mean, you guys were running sub four sixes for, as freshmen, like true four sixes. They, Probably I, even faster. Well, no, no. <laughs> well, that's different, right? You're. I've heard a bunch of kids. Oh, I run a four four in high school. No, it's no, like, no, bro, no. you don't run no four four because I trained for it. Yes. And there's like you can have four four speed and run a four six exactly. just because you don't know how to run the forty. Right. So I mean, we were we were in the four fours yep. speed wise, like we were fast. Yeah, that's the true. But exactly, even raw, you guys were doing some oh, of those yeah. things. Oh it's, yeah, like we had a fast backfield. Yeah. You know, and I think people didn't realize how fast I was um, at 200. And my, my, I remember weighing myself in going to the state championship junior year, and I was 195 that day. Wow. And then my senior year, which I missed all summer conditioning because I had injured my shoulder, right. I went in it. The day I remember we were at USC camp, I was about 212, in between 212 pounds and 215 pounds. And I was rocking about like 6% body fat. Jeez. Yeah, it ate, you know, almost I was 17 going to be 18 into my senior year. That's insane. And so, you know, what's funny. So that state championship game, obviously, um, that semi, we were in the stadium, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, we were up in Cardinal Stadium and I was sitting actually rail side and you had came, come over and I want to say it was like middle of the second. Dude, I, I can't even tell you how many carries you had already had at that point. But you came over and you were puking your guts out. And yeah. I'll never remember you were puking your guts out. You're by yourself, just losing it. And I, I, it wasn't, maybe it was coach Jackson. Somebody looked over and was like, Hey, we need you back here. And you got the rest out, helmet back on, went back in. They were working you. Yeah. I would have done anything for those guys. Yeah. And that was no matter, dude, we conditioned. And I mean, we ran to the, that was the best condition i've ever been in in my life no yeah. matter what we did in college right i was like college was easy <laughs> like this is not was like what this is easy dudes are dogging it and like dying and stuff well, don't get me wrong like winter conditioning was still tough but nothing compared to way the way that we got ran in high school bro. man texas hundreds yeah you know i'm telling you dude we probably ran like upwards of I'm not even joking, 10, 15, Texas hundreds yeah. conditioning after practice because we were going both ways. Uh -huh. We were going both ways. We didn't have, yep. we had talent, but we didn't have the talent Depth. To, to play. Yeah, exactly. Yes. To play one side. Yeah. You know, we, dude, I can't even. I mean, Jordan alone was playing three positions. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, technically starting at all three positions, he's playing uh, yeah, receiver, corner, corner right, and uh, quarterback. occasionally quarterback, yeah. right. And they still had him playing H, so he'd play running back at times. Bro, Insane. yeah, we'd run a double where right. Parker would hop back, Jordan would be on the edge, I'd be in the backfield. What a talented team that was, too. Bro, people, I still haven't seen a backfield come no, out. No, not know, like that. Like, very, uh, I mean, we got our props for sure, but we <laughs> Definitely, didn't but get, I don't think we got nationwide recognition because it still weren't on the map for Denver yeah. Ridge. And do you think, uh, you know, when you think about some of the kids that are going through high school now and, you know, they're starting to make their mark, how do you, how important do you think it is that they're at a high school with national recognition if they're thinking about moving to the next level? 
Oh man, that's such a hard question with today. The game high school has changed so much, right? Yeah. We worked our asses off to make Desert Ridge what it was. Hathcock and Jackson and Pafumi, best coaching staff in the country. But those guys, everything that they did, they made sure we were in extracurricular. You know, we all did best buddies. Yep. Which we all had to help out with best buddies. We were busy. Yeah. Right? We you were, guys were always moving. You were playing another sport, right? Mm -hmm. They were big, you Track. know, two sport athletes. Yeah. I wrestled and played baseball and yep. You're doing something else. You're not just chilling, or you're in the weight room. Yeah, you know, because we were we had manned voluntary, right? Um, <laughs> a hour lifting. Yep. So we lifted a hour five days a week for four years. So you want to know why we we're strong? I was. We were at a hour for four years straight. Strong, man. And a hour was what like six thirty in the morning. It was early. What time school started? Yeah, pretty much like seven thirty. You guys were yeah, we were there before six like fifteen. Insane. Dark. Insane. Yeah, Hathcock, that, and I'll be honest, you know, uh, I'm glad you shared with me that he went back up to uh, Blue Ridge because I was, uh, I was thinking about it. I was like, man, you know, everybody was like, why do you resign? Why do you resign? He is Desert Ridge football. A hundred percent. It already didn't feel like home. Yeah. When, when he, uh, you know, I heard that he was resigning, but that's right timing. I mean, I went around and I coached um, tailbacks and it's just the, the culture and the tradition is not there anymore, mm -hmm. which is tough because you can't get on these kids anymore. You know, parents complain and it's pff, dude, he would have been fired if some of the stuff that he was doing back if he then. did a court of an eighth of what <laughs> right we went through with these kids today yep um and i mean i'm not trying to bash on them but these kids are soft yeah they're soft it's it's definitely a different time and, and that's what's you know unique about the time that you were playing because it seemed like you know they could run you to any literally any limit and now there's stories like i don't know if you remember a couple years ago Oregon had a fire strength and conditioning coach because one guy went to the hospital and they declared that he was actually deteriorating muscle because they ran him so much. I've never heard anything like that, but that's kind of where we're at now. So Bro, it's, well, half you know, they grew up with like coach Parker, who was an old school, big time coach out here. And right. I met him and dude, that dude was me. Like I met him when he was retired and done. He was a nice <laughs> guy, but I could tell that dude was mean to, right. to play under. And, um, but back, Back to your question, it's just changed. You know, we left and we built that program on hard work. Yes, one hundred percent putting our dues in, mm -hmm. and it wasn't. Here's an issue today with social media and everything, and everybody wanting to be a pro athlete or everybody wants to be seen or fancy and all and all that. We just wanted to put everything on the line. Right. It wasn't. It wasn't like, oh, I want to have the top stats. Oh, I want to be this. Oh, I want to be that. Everybody had their personal goals, yeah. But the team came first. Right. The man next to you came first. You know, and we left, and then that that program got diluted down with transfers and transfers and transfers and transfers. Well, the thing is, bro, you're not transferring to Hamilton or Chandler. You're transferring to Coach Jeremy Hathcock. Yeah. Like you are not gonna like it, it's the not work gonna that sweet. he's gonna put on your plate. Right. It's not for everybody. Yeah. You know, it's. That was a special, special time in yeah. high school football. And I'm so appreciative. Like, not all of it's ramped. Dude, it was, we put our dues in. Yeah, no, definitely. Like, and I think you hit it best. Like, people expected when they came to Desert Ridge, you know, especially after he had all that success, that they're like, oh, yeah, Hathcock's going to make me better. He is, but he's going to do it his way yeah. because you're still going to accomplish his goals while you're there. Yeah. And so I, I definitely always respected that about him. But, you know, so take me through how you wound up from going from a program like that. How, how'd you wind up in Montana? So that is, this is where it gets like crazy, <laughs> right? So 
just a little bit of background. So, um, was it was me, Ruben, Alex, Jordan Becerra. So we started um, on varsity our sophomore years. Yep. Like some of us both ways and everything. Right. So we started getting, you yeah. know, some good playing time. Uh, I think that year I got honorable mention all conference linebacker. And then my junior year, because I was playing tailback, mm-hmm. I was a looking, you know, whatever they call it, oh, upcoming is yeah. junior going to be a good tailback. Right. And I started rushing for all his yards and had a great junior year, you know, putting like 200 yards consistent, consistent, consistent. Yeah, you were, at that point, it was it was a little bit of good Chico. programs. Yep. Against good programs, you know. And uh, so I ended up getting all state my junior year. And I remember this day I got a call from from some guy. He's like, hey, I'm with the board of AFCA, something like that. And he's like, I want to let you know that you've been selected for the all Arizona team. And I was like. Okay, Great. well, what's all Arizona team? He's like, well, it's only supposed to be seniors, um, but it's all the coaches select, and you were selected as a junior. He's like, so you'll go to the ceremony, but you can't play in the senior game because they play California's all That's Super right. 25 team, right? Right, right, right. Um, So I was all state. I was all Arizona. I started getting letters in from like Mont- – I started getting letters from Montana my sophomore year. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I was getting letters from like UND and all these big sky, you know, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And, um, my senior year is coming up, but at the same time I'm doing wrestling. I was a varsity wrestler as a freshman. I got yep. third as a sophomore. And then I didn't even want to wrestle my sophomore year. I was just like, burnt, bro. yeah, you're like, I'm tired. Burnt. I got third and then I was like done. And brand now who, who I work with is my boss. He'll, he'll give me crap to this day because I was still ranked number one as a junior and you senior were, and I didn't right. even wrestle. That's right. Um, and then I ended up, Going into my junior year to play baseball, I teared my ulnar collateral in, oh, in football class because we used to do those battle royale just to the, to the right. death in the wrestling room, right? We used to just can't talk about it too much, right? right? <laughs> he said we're but, not going to um, That's that. when I entered that. So that expade my baseball career my junior year. And it was like, well, you can get elbow surgery, but you're going to miss. Um, sorry, so that was my sophomore year, but you're going to miss junior year football season. And you're like, mm, and I was like, nah. nah. And then we go to state, right? right. Um, and then my senior year, I was like, well, I'm not gonna play baseball. I'm gonna run track and get ready for, you know, Montana. And that's when I, that year I missed the first four games. Cause I had f- uh, fractured my shoulder blade at passing league. At Man, SC. you gotta love passing league. All this stuff happens. Dude, in passing what a league. waste. <laughs> Dude, like, like I said, I'm 215. Yep. Like hitting the weights heavy, like 6%. I'm faster than I was my junior year at 215, you know, an extra 15 pounds I had, you know, Man. And I go up for a pass. I remember it. We were playing this team in the semis, which we won the passing league. Yeah. I can't remember against who, but uh, we're on like the goal line. Coach coach goes, Joe, run a swing route. Like last minute. And I was like, all right. Run a swing route. Parker throws it up. And I jump over this cap and I grab it. And some dude came and took my legs out. Ah. So I just go on my back and I hit my boom and it right. just pops. And I was like, uh. funny story. Jordan Becerra, the previous year, lost the wind. Yeah. He's like <gasps> breathing on the ground and in, in, the, in the playoff practices. And I'm like making fun of him. Right? <laughs> like, like, get up, bro. Like, get up, you know? So I'm doing the same thing. Passing like, <gasps> Jordan runs over to me. But he's like, ha, 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 ha. Like laughing you. at me. <laughs> I've got a fractured shoulder blade. I come to find out I never got an MRI. I had torn my labrum. As really? Well. Yeah, I played with a torn labrum from that. Because during the whole senior year, I was like, why is this like a tearing sensation? You know? Like, yeah. What, what's going on? And I get into college and I find out. But 
I missed the first four games of my senior year, which doesn't help with recruiting. Yep. Because they go always injury prone. That's right. Right. Even though tailbacks are 15 times more likely to get injured than anybody else on the field. It's significant, especially the amount of carries you were getting at that point. Bro, I was doing 30 plus, maybe Easily. 40 some games. Right. So come back, no strength and conditioning, just start running. And then I ended up breaking the Arizona State rushing record that year, which is funny because people will bring that up to me. Yeah. And I'm like, well, yeah, I only played the first half. <laughs> like, it's I pretty had 400, insane. Yeah, I played the first half in the first drive yep. of the second half because Hathcock's not like that. He's not going to run up stats on me just because I can. Right. I remember at halftime, they're like, listen, you're 50 yards away from breaking the state rushing record. You're getting the first drive, the ball every play, wherever we get the ball. Like, that's, that's all you it, get. Man. So if we get the ball and you got 40 yards to go, that's all you get. Right. And it ended up being like 10. 15 yards over what the state rushing record and like, is. And it gave me the ball all 60 yards. And I just oof. remember being like 10 yards away. And Jordan's like, come on, bro. And I'm like, oh my God. You're like, I'm pretty done here. Yeah. You know, so uh, I do want to talk more about that. We are going to come up here on a quick commercial break, but I want to touch base on that because I think that's pretty impressive. Uh, but we're going to take a quick commercial break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk more about that. We're going to talk to Joy about his time at Montana playing uh, Carson Wentz in North Dakota State. And then uh, we're going to get some more into what he's doing with B4 Performance. So make sure if you're tuned in right now, stick around to hear the rest of that. Give me 30 seconds to talk about the Espinoza Group, a group within the real estate firm in Gilbert, Arizona. Sherry says what many agents don't take into account is that it's not just the house itself that dictates how we go about marketing and selling it. That's why in my career in real estate for over 20 years, I've developed systems, processes, and resources specific to each different situation you might be in. Visit their website at www.azhomesbysherry.com. That's azhomesbysherry, S-H-E-R-I dot com. Or you can visit their office at 1521 East Elliott Road, Suite Number 104, Gilbert, Arizona, 85234. Experience the difference. If you're looking for specialized or custom engraved gifts, you've got to check out Nut Tree Designs Company on Etsy. Nut Tree Designs Company offers numerous handcraft items that create long lasting memories made from family heirlooms. Their most popular item is a custom cutting board with family handwritten recipes engraved on them to preserve those long standing delicious favorites this is not all they can do so make sure you check out their etsy store and let your imagination wander the link to the uh, nut tree designs company will be below this video or if you're listening to the podcast it will be in the description of the podcast check them out nut tree designs company on etsy now back to the show all right, and if you are tuned in, welcome back to Undrafted GM with our in-studio guest. It's nice to be able to say that. Pops is there behind the production, but it's nice to have our first in-studio guest. And we got a good one. We got Joey Counts today. Uh, we've been talking a little bit about his time at Desert Ridge. Uh, we were talking about that state championship game, some of the things you were doing. Uh, you were playing on all levels, man, because you were playing – you play occasional backer, um, but – uh, we were talking about how many carries you had. You said you were playing 
specials as well oh yeah it was kickoff man i love kickoff dude. see you're my type of guy that's what i'm coaching now I, that's that's my favorite i love getting downhill see and that's you know what that makes a football player right there yeah man you know every everybody today i'll ask these kids i train like oh what position are you playing football oh, i'm just a wide receiver i'm just a quarterback i'm like no, dude, you're a football player. Yeah, you like play you, whatever. Like, if you're playing one position, you're selling yourself short. I agree. There's a lot of dudes that go to the league because they can play every position. Strictly off the strength of special teams, things like yeah, that. Yeah, so why wouldn't you be a football player? Absolutely. Well, look at those big programs. That's funny that you bring that up. Like, LSU, um, you know, Odell Beckham, Jarvis, everybody knows them. But they have a linebacker's name's Duke Riley, starting for the Eagles right now. But he got known off making – plays on special teams at LSU. It's just, you never know. So if you're out there and you're refusing to play specials, you're wrong. You're tripping because it's fun. It is fun. It might not be around much longer. I mean, <laughs> agreed. You, I mean, you got to be a little different. Like, I got some screws loose to run downhill on kickoff full speed. But I loved it. And so, you know, when you were getting recruited, okay, because obviously you played running back, you played back here, you were playing specials. Um so did you get approached by a coach? Like, cause obviously you said you got some letters your sophomore year. Yeah. So I was, you know, coaches would come to see, I mean, we had a lot of, um, scouts roll through uh -huh. after that junior year, you know, yeah. during the winter time. I mean, you know, San Diego, San Diego state, Yale, Harvard, all the Ivy leagues, all the academies, air force, uh, army, uh, Montana would come by Shalon Baker. Um, so, I mean, there were schools, you know, flowing through after that, come yeah. and check us out. But, um, Following up to that point, after that state game, or not the state game, my senior year after I broke that rushing record ever. Yeah. Um, once again, I had no idea what was going on in that game. That's insane, like, man. Like, they were just like, yeah, you're, you're going to break it. And then I played the first drive, and people were like, dude, what if you would have played the whole game? It, like, you know what's crazy? And so I, I wanted to bring something up. We, we were going to talk about this before the break. So you you made a comment because you're like, you know, they gave me every carry. Uh, I was 60 yards. You're like, man, I know how to get it. I was tired at the end. And see, that's what's funny about you. And what was always impressive is to you, you were just thinking like, yeah, I'm going to get it. it. It's a uh, certainty. Like yeah, it's, it's going to happen. And that's what really that level of confidence is what drives success in football. Like I'm going to be there. Yeah. But you have to realize some of the things that you did for other people would be impossible missions. Yeah, but you know, I, I don't compare myself to others, and I think people get caught up doing that. Um, you know, we're all given our gifts. God gives us our roles. Right. And, dude, I busted my ass. Yeah, you did, like, man. That was not handed to me. Everything, you know, I, I dude, I remember scouts would be coming by, my parents would be calling me. Like, what parents would get mad like we had AR lifting, we had fourth hour football. And then once I wasn't doing sports in the evening because I wanted to get ready for college, I was at the gym for four hours, right? five days a week. And my parents would be calling me, where are you? I'm like, at the gym, like, you need to come home. Like, you need to stop spending time at the gym. So-and-so is here to talk to you from South Dakota State, right? And I'd be driving home and they'd be at the house and we'd, you right. know. Walk in all sweaty from the gym. Yeah. Have to have that interview. Yeah, exactly. So what's that like? What's that process like sitting down with scouts So like mine that? was way different. Okay. My but dude, I hate to say it, but my recruiting process was absolutely miserable. Was like, it? I'm the first person to go play college sports in my family. Nobody knew how the process went. It's such a big game. Yeah. One, like there's so many lies and it's just, it was frustrating because all state, all Arizona, my junior year, Yep. senior year, break the rushing record. I'm right. all state. I'm all Arizona again, again, which I'm the first player in Arizona. I found out to be all Arizona two years in a row. Cause it's really, only, yeah. Cause it's only uh, That's seniors. Right. So 
my junior year, I'm sitting next to it's me and Kadeem Carey, who's going to U of A. Yep. Brett Hunley's at the table, Christian Westerman, all these dudes. You're up against guys that wound up in the league. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm on the team with them. Right. Right? And well, I was I mean, like, dude, in my mindset, I wasn't any different. Yeah, like, you're like, yeah. I'm the guy right now. Yeah, 100%. And Absolutely. it was through hard work. It's not like it wasn't bo- boastful. And some of those guys were, uh, they kind of got pushed in that direction where you yeah, we weren't. Didn't, well, we didn't have any um, recruiting help or anything like that. Our focus was we're going to go win games. We're right. going to be a brotherhood. Um, so my senior year rolls around and schools had come by and talked to me and blah, blah, blah. And nobody had thrown an offer down on the table. I finished my senior year, all state, all Arizona, whatever. I was Cardinals player of the week. Right. And, um, all that, you know, all the, all the good stuff, right. All the cool stuff. And, um, I remember being in the conference room where we're all dressed up nice for the all Arizona because it's on Scottsdale. Yeah. And, uh, that year was me and DJ Foster. Oh, wow. Uh, at the tailback position. Man. So my junior year, it's me and Kadeem selected. My senior year, it's me and DJ. And he wasn't there because he was at the Army Bowl. And I remember the dude walked in, and everybody in that room is going to a Pac-12, an SEC. Yeah, or, they're all you going. Know. Right. And I had no scholarship offers. Really? I had zero. Um, and I remember the, the guy going, everybody in here should be going to a major Division One program. If you do not have a scholarship to go play football at the next level, like raise your hand. And I just remember sitting there and like kind of looking around the room and no hands are going up and I'm like, have no offers. And I just didn't raise my hand. Cause I was just like, you're like, what do I say? I was embarrassed. I was embarrassed a hundred percent, which is just incredible to me. Cause you, you were by far and away, probably the most eligible person at that table at that time. Like, oh dude. I remember checking max preps and I was like top 20 tailbacks in the country at one point. Good old max preps. Yeah. But then something happened and they declared me as a, as a, a linebacker. But there was a point in time where I was on the list for top 20 in the country. Wow. And um, I'm just like, dude, it was miserable. My family didn't know what to do. I'd gone on. Here, here's where you got to be careful of with these scouts or recruiters, right? They just tell you, tell you, tell you, tell you. Air Force said, hey, come out to our camp. You'll have a scholarship by the time you leave. So me and my dad drive to Colorado Springs that like day before. The camp's in the morning. There's a fire. It ended up being like a 15-hour drive. You know, so we Man. get there at four in the morning. I sleep for two hours. I do the camp, do a great job. We're leaving, driving back home. And the recruiting coach goes, I'm expecting a scholarship offer. He goes, hey, sorry. Like, I just, they just didn't want to blah, blah, blah. So there's a great example of getting wow. just screwed around. Um, I had, I had a, uh, I was a white tailback. Let's just not be oblivious to that. Right. And so, you know, taking some of those things that you were facing, like, well, since you were so unfamiliar and a lot of people are a, a lot of high school players, they don't have parents that went through the process. You know, it's not something that's common. No. So they were frustrated because I'm getting all these accolades. I'm top in the state, one of the top running backs two years now uh-huh. with no scholarships. And this is where I say that I had to be cognizant. I'm a white tailback. I had a school, a division one school come and ask my coach what color I was. Really? Yeah. And then they didn't want to talk to me anymore. And they offered the tailback up the road who I thought was trash. And he ended up quitting in fall camp. So that's just a little bit of karma for you right there. But I've had I've had that experience. That's just that's just part of the game, bro. And that, no, and, and that's I've heard what that it at is. every level. And I've experienced it that. at every level. Wow. White boys don't carry the rock, right? That's hey, just man. I've heard it plenty of times. It doesn't hurt my feelings. You're like, I did it, my I did what I did to show that I was supposed to be there. Yeah, dude. It doesn't bother me. Like, like what well, do you see um that combine or whatever and it was uh 
some white wide receiver who ran like a four three. Yeah. And what's the name was like, oh wow. Like yeah. wow. And see, that's the thing is I think that those misnomers gotta go out of the window. I mean, it, it's just hey, athlete by athlete basis, dude. If you're out there balling, you're doing your yeah, thing, that's 100%, it. A hundred percent. But it like I said, it doesn't hurt my feelings. I right. took pride in that. I was like, Yeah, I'm a white tailback and I'm damn good. Hey, and I'm fast. I liked it. That's probably your biggest thing is people didn't know you were fast like that. No, they, because obviously you're a big dude in stature. Like, you know, people expect you to run hard, run physical, yeah. but they didn't expect you to blow by them. Yeah. And I think that a lot of maybe schools are like, oh, he's a fullback, maybe. Right. Uh, and I got that a lot. Like, I think that's another funny joke. Like, I was like, right. oh, I played running back in college or whatever. And they're like, oh, you played fullback. And I'm like, no, I'm like, no, I'm I, not I, was like, I was like, I was like, oh, I'm white, but I was a tailback. Bro. You're like, no, I, I promise I'll show you. Yeah. Some film. Like, <laughs> yeah. But um, so it was just frustrating, man. Multiple arguments between me and my family because we were just bashing heads like why. And I'm not saying that that's why I didn't get a scholarship offer. Like, right. Let's not blame that on on anything. Or no, whatever. of course. You know what I mean? Um, but we were just like, why the hell? when I have an opportunity to go play ball somewhere, South Dakota ended up flying me out for an official visit, um, which I had a good time. They really wanted me out there and they, they, they ended up like really just, I don't want to say they didn't piss me off, but I like put a chip on my shoulder uh-huh. when they offered me a 75% scholarship. I was like, you like, I feel like I've, I was heard. like, you're going to offer me 75. You want me this bad. I'm a top running back coming out of Arizona you go to division one, it's full or nothing. Yeah. It's all or nothing. No, yeah, and I was is. like, you're offering me 75%. And that just didn't sit right with me. Okay. And then also I didn't feel the connection to the university. Right. Right. Like I just, it didn't feel like that's where I needed to go. Yeah. Um, so I had a huge argument with my dad because they wanted me to accept, accept now, accept now. Yeah. Accept because now. as a parent, it's like, Hey, you have something tangible, take it. So yeah. I can see that. But for you, you're like, no, yeah, I earned better. Because I'm following my heart. You right. know, and I was Arizona state all the way. I grew up. Yeah. You know, Sun Pat Devil. Tillman, I'm going to go walk through that, you know, Hell's Bells playing or whatever. Here comes a boom, you know, yep. on the big screen. Like I was just born and bred. Yep. I went to Arizona State camps my whole life. Yep. I knew those coaches for a long time. Um, So, you know, a couple of weeks go by and South Dakota calls. I'm in my driveway and they're like, hey, are you going to accept or not? And I was like, well, I just want you to know if I accept, I'm going to your school. You know, a lot of dudes play the game, except get an offer from somewhere else. And oh, then, sorry. I'm like, no, dude, I'm a man of my word. If I say I'm going there, I'm going to go there. Yeah. You know, and I wasn't ready to commit to that. He says, okay, well, we're pulling your offer and we're giving it to somebody else. Like, sorry, man, good luck. And I walked inside and my dad was like, what did he just say? You know, and you're like, dude, <laughs> that was, that was a bad moment. Yeah. Like, phew, that was not good. Um, but it was just frustration of like, why am I not going to play ball anywhere? Montana was heavy recruiting on me. Just, just coming and seeing me, seeing me again. I was getting heavy recruited from North Dakota state, which oh, is funny. That's ironic. But dude, my, my thought process in a lot of these, these kids in high school that I tell them like, dude, don't have a small scope. Yeah. I had a small scope. I was like, I'm going to go to Arizona state. I'm going to go to U of a or like somewhere in California. It's going to be a big school. It's going to be a big school here down here in the Southwest. And I'm like, dude, there's so many universities to choose from so many great universities to go to. Don't, pinhole yourself and i love that you said that too because i think that is a big mindset because let's be honest even for some situations who maybe players didn't have as much success as you division two is not a bad option dude, if it's not, free school dude and the thing i didn't realize was you still go to the nfl from division two it doesn't matter look at danny woodhead yeah i don't even know was he d2 or d3 i think he was division three dude it went to that so it's not it's not about where you go to school one are you getting your school paid for you know, and Especially go 100%. go where they want you. Right. I've heard so many stories where people had a miserable time at big time universities because the coaches just 
not wash, brush them off, brush them off. But um, so flu grad uh, for the head coach for Montana had came to my school one day, which I don't even think I knew he was coming. Uh-huh. I got a call. I said, hey, come to the front office, please. This was coming up on uh, uh, signing day. Oh, okay. like maybe like two a month before, three weeks before. And it's flu grad, the head coach of Montana. And he sits me down and we talk. And he was just uh, really honest with me. And I had taken a visit two months prior. I'll tell you a little bit about that. Um, and he's like, Hey, we have four senior running backs right now. I can't afford to put you on scholarship when you come. Yeah. If you, sorry, if you come this upcoming year, he's like, but if you perform, you'll be on scholarship after that semester. Okay. You know, and in my head, I'm like, it doesn't matter where I go. I'm earning a scholarship. Yeah, I can walk on anywhere. Right. Cause I know i just have conviction in myself and my athletic abilities. Um, and I really liked flu grad in that yeah. meeting that, that just like showed me, he came to my school to talk to me personally. And I was like, wow. Well, so two months prior, I was not digging Montana. I went on a visit. I loved all the coaches. I loved all that. But I went during February, not during the season, <laughs> during winter break, no students on campus. It had just snowed. Ah, I'm an AZ native, man. Yeah, that's like, scary. I didn't see the sun. I didn't see any students around campus. And I'm just like, I didn't go to a game. Uh, so I didn't get to see anything about, I was just like, what? Yeah. I had so a great, don't get me wrong, culture. dude. I had so much fun. Yeah. Like, the coaches are awesome. I had a, such a fun time on that visit, but as far as like what I was looking for, I didn't get to experience that. Right. So that was a big question mark right. for me. Right. And, and dude, I didn't even know where Montana was. I thought I was in the Midwest. <laughs> right. I couldn't point it out to you on a map. <laughs> and um, little had, did you know, I had no idea what, how great of a program it was, but I remember like sitting there watching YouTube videos. YouTube videos like Grizz, 1993, 99, just watching it over and over again. But still a big question mark. I still had Arizona State, right? Right. Um, I'm sorry I'm bouncing around, but no, you're good. my time frame. But so we had the All Arizona banquet my senior year. Todd Graham was there. Todd Graham asked me to come to his office as soon as the ceremony was over. So I went over there with my mom and I'm like, dude, I'm emotional because I'm like, I'm about to get go play for the hometown. Like he's going to offer me a scholarship. We sat down at his desk up up in the stadium for an hour and a half wow right and uh just gave me his personal number like i thought i was getting a scholarship oh but he just gave you totally the, the typical the typical bro yeah. the typical recruiting thing here's my business card call yeah me. dude right. which you know they already had dj lined up for that his head coach was going there like i didn't know any of this stuff at the time but i remember walking out of the office and a coach i knew from arizona state for the longest time from camps was like counts we love you man like we're, i'm going to pull for you to get here blah 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 which was kind of cool but so in my heart i'm still like i'm walking on to arizona state i'm going to go be a sun devil i wanted to be that my whole entire life right so signing day comes around and i wake up and i'll never forget this my mom's get dressed up my grandma's getting all dressed up looking nice and i wake up and i'm like what are you guys doing and they're like, we're going to the news station. You're going to sign to Montana or whatever, because that's what, you know, everybody goes and right, signs does the, the news official, station. Right. And I was like, I didn't say I was going to Montana. Like, like, what like, you, like when did we have this conversation? Yeah, exactly. I was like, I'm not going. I put on my Arizona State Sun Devil shirt and walk out my front door and turn my phone off. And I'm like, I'm walking on to Arizona State, dude. And I, and I call a dude that I know my whole life from offense, defense camps when I was young. Mm. And they were like, you know, we got an argument. You're not going like. We're, and this is just the frustration that we had in the household. Yeah. If you're doing that, you're doing it on your own, like financially, everything. And I'm calling buddies like, how am I going to afford to walk on and be in the dorm? And he's like, you know, we'll figure it out. So all day, I'm like wearing my Arizona State shirt. We're just arguing all right. day. 
And then finally, family's family, right? You know, I knew Montana wanted me there. It's a big question mark for me. I loved the coaches. Yeah. I, you know, I loved it, but it's such a big question mark. I didn't know, you know, yeah. I, I still in my head, putting myself in a pinhole, like, I'm, I'm going, going to, to a big ACU. stage. I'm going to play at Arizona State. I'm going to go play Pac-12, whatever it was. Um, Ended up signing the, the uh, papers to Montana that evening, you know, to go play ball up there. And I remember getting calls from Montana coaches after call, after call, after call and not answering because I was like, what do I say? Right. And the message boards like, what's, how come counts hasn't signed yet? Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, cause I was at the, my head, I was walking on. I was not going. Yeah. And I remember, um, being told like, I don't want you to go to Arizona state and be a Rudy where you sit on the sidelines. And I'm like, I was pissed at my family. Cause I'm like, do you know who the hell I am? Right. Like, and so for you, you're like, that's not from a boastful, but like I will earn a scholarship anywhere i go that was right. my mindset right and uh yeah so th we're i'm definitely gonna dive more into that because i i think that's really unique what you said there and uh uh we are gonna take our second break um i have a feeling just for those watching we normally stick to that hour time frame but this is this is pretty riveting conversation so if we go a little bit over please please stick around uh but so we're gonna take our quick commercial break we'll be right back after this Give me a moment to talk about one of our sponsors, Greyfeather Farm. Phyllis wrote back on December 22nd, by far the best products I've ever bought. Don't waste your money on drugstore products that don't do what they say they will do. Shipping is always extremely fast. Can't say enough good things. Highly recommend everything Jennifer sells. Guys, February's coming up and you know what that means. It's gonna be Valentine's Day soon. So if you missed out, on these products for Christmas for that favorite little lady in your life. Make sure you get some for Valentine's Day. Place your orders now. Go to the link below this video or go to saywhatyouwillradio.com. Go to the sponsors area and click Grayfeather Farm. You'll get free shipping anywhere in the United States. Now back to the show. Here we go, folks. Ball game. Fourth and goal. Joey counts with the touchdown. The Grizz, two seconds away from a remarkable upset. Okay, every time I've watched it, and obviously I wasn't there with you or nothing like that, that gives me chills. I get nervous. Do you? <laughs> oh you, you get the nerves? Dude, yeah, because I cannot imagine how terrible I would feel if I did not do that. Yeah, right. And so oh, I watch it and it's almost like I don't even know what's going to happen next. Yeah. And I'm like, I know I scored, but I'm still like. You had an interview your senior year. One of the uh, Montana, like uh, I think it was the local, uh, either local paper was like one of Montana. Yeah, there you go. And they and they asked you and you're like, you know, that's not necessarily the moment I want to be remembered for because you're like, I want to, you know, continue to go on to do great things my senior year and whatnot. But regardless, can't tell me after watching that clip you don't have a little bit of yeah i earned that yeah man that was a. Uh, at that point dude i was you can see it in the picture right here my eyes i'm they're like almost watery right there because emotionally that was a justification 
not even justification, but just overcoming everything I'd been through at that point. I mean, I thought I'd never play football again. I was told I would never run again. Yeah. Um, from an injury. Now, it, it, correct me if I'm wrong. In that particular moment, that particular play, you also had a different quote where you were dealing with a Liz Frank injury, were you not? Oh, dude. And I, you had it wrapped. You said you couldn't even feel your leg. Dude, I, I had, was in so much pain that entire game that we had to t spat me to where my ankle wouldn't move. And my so my ankle was so swollen, just putting pressure on it <sighs> hurt, dude. So for those that don't know what spat is, okay, around your cleave, it's, it's really to help keep your ankle in place. It's to help yeah. you from, uh, you know, kind of rolling it, doing any of that stuff. Um, now there's low key spat, but what you're doing is the boot. You're getting the, all the way up high ankle spat. Dude, I was chastened. <laughs> So, you know, and it's funny, they have a whole breakdown of that game. But if you guys go back and watch that clip again, we have it on here. You can also watch it on YouTube. But um, that was from Joey's game at North Dakota State. And if, for those who nah, don't know, Washington, or, I'm sorry, that's right. At, at, at Montana, right. North Dakota State was there. Um, but that was the first game. That was the opening game of that season, your junior year. Yep. And it was in August. There was like a wildfire going on. Yeah. In Idaho. That was that. They don't. It was so, I think the only reason it get canceled was because it was on ESPN. Really? Yeah, because it was, dude, you couldn't see like across the stadium almost. No it was kidding. so smoky. That's like, insane. Dude, it was smoke. Yeah, like, like it was real. not like just in the air. It was heavy smoke, like trying to watch film of practices from our um, stands film yeah. and just like fog. Damn. And so you have all that built up. Now, North Dakota State at that time is four-time reigning champ of the Came FCS. Off the national championship. Yeah, so four in a row, right? And, what you know, they actually go on to win again that year. Yeah, we lost to them in the playoffs. That's right. And so you open against them. They come to town. And you've been through all this trial, tribulation, all this injury stuff. What a moment for you, man. Yeah, it was cool. And, you know, so I'll, I'll reference this real quick. In high school – strong faith with God, strong yeah. connection with God. I remember dreaming leading into my junior year of having dreams over and over again of Sun Devil Stadium, mm -hmm. state championship time in my dream. And wow. I'm being Cardinal Stadium, but it, the hints were thrown my way. Yeah. We're going through season and I'm having dreams. I'm on the front of newspapers. I'm on the front of newspapers. None of this stuff's happened yet. Yeah. I'm on the front of newspapers in the playoffs in the front of newspapers. Call it what you want. Call it the universe. What it, some people, you know, I believe in God hundred percent. Same. And that was, I was so in tune with my faith and with God that he was letting me know, letting me know. He's like, Hey, look, you've been through the ringer. You yeah, put he, your time he's in. Just letting me know, you know, and that same feeling came upon me when we got the ball back and our offense goes on the field. I had it literally, I had it literally fall upon me. Like, like almost like he just wow. came down and said, Hey buddy, like this is going to come down to you. I literally felt that I was like, we're going to drive down and this is going to come down to me. I didn't tell anybody that. No, that's you a know, personal I didn't, thing. I just felt it. And I was like, this game's going to come down to me. That is incredible. And you know what's even crazier about that is like um, your quarterback, he was still he was still pretty young that year, right? Was, wasn't that like? Same year as me. Brady Gustafson. So uh, he hadn't had really like a breakout season yet. Maybe that's would, what it was. I would say. And he murdered that game. He played amazing. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to pick at you for a second because you have a skill I don't even think you realized. But. So watching that drive, there was some ups where you're like, okay, yeah, we're moving. And then there was that fourth and long 
there was another third and long. And then you guys came down to it right in front of the goal line and nothing was happening. No, and well, I knew we were going to. You're like, I knew it. We were going. Like, dude, you got me in the backfield. You got Kidder on the edge. You got our O line. You got my two roommates at the time, Jamal Wilson and Jeremiah Kose. Yeah. Jamal is, dude, I trust that dude with my life in the backfield. Yeah. Whatever hole that dude goes down, following. I'm following that dude. Yeah. You know, like that dude is a fullback, st- the, the best fullback I've ever came wow. across, dude. He just transferred from Boise. Um, and then I got Jeremiah, who's a banger. Yeah. You know, freaking. Man, you guys showed it. There a was, linebacker. It was I'm like, dude, do you know how much weight we got in this backfield right now? <laughs> like, Especially who lines up in that formation? Well, we put that package in um, that that uh, fall camp, whatever, right? Yeah. Because, like, why would we not utilize this? And that's the thing is, like, you know, so even the announcer says, because uh, I went back and watched the game. He was like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to get out of that jumble set. Why? You're what? Dude, I remember. Um, yeah. Well, it's like, why would you? I like the hard nose. Yeah. I want to lose it running the ball. Yeah. You're all I can. Smash I don't up. know if I could live with it. Right. But at least it's better than an <laughs> interception or incomplete pass. It is. Who's got the bigger balls, it, bro? Um, Who's who? You know exactly. what I'm saying? Like, that's what I want to end the game. Well, that's on. football. And yeah, that's, man. I'm right there with you. And that what's crazy. So on second down, you guys threw out of that formation. Which I, I I was like, how, what pass play are you ever even going to anyways? But so I was really glad. And who was the running back that was in before you? Was that uh shorter cat? John Wynn? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, he's not bad. Dude, no, he's got cuts. Bro. Yeah. Yeah. But I was very glad that on fourth and goal, they put you in. So ta- take us through that timeout. So we, well, one, we ran the play three plays in a row. Right. Back to back. I don't even think we flipped sides. Yeah. It was, we're. Because everybody in the backfield had the same mindset. Everybody yeah. was like, no, we're going to, if we lose, it's because we're not man enough to get this done right now. Right. But we, we, we run it. I jump over. I'm staring down at the goal line. Dude, you jumped Dudes over. Dudes are hawking. Like, you were being carried. Yeah. Your second effort, you reached and they almost took you. Dude, yeah, I almost got into the end zone, but I didn't like reach with the ball. But I remember getting like a little wave, yeah, right, looking down the goal line, and I remember just feeling the ball getting kicked around because people are just pawing swapping at, at it, dude. And then we run it again, and that's when they call the timeout. Yep, and we come over, and our coach is like, "All right, we're gonna kill. You're gonna uh, do that motion. We're gonna." I think I want to even say we thought about doing a pass play for a second, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I remember like looking around and then just being like, no, 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 Nobody's no, feeling no, that. no. We're all looking around because he was like, what should we do? Or we do this, do this, do this. And we're like, no, like we're running the same damn play. Let's go. We're going the same. He's like, and I remember still going, you guys want to run the same play? And we're like, yeah. He's like, all right, run, blah, blah, run it die again. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I just remember getting up to the goal line. And I watched the film. It's kind of weird because my thought's different. Brady gets set, and I'm not even set yet. I'm like, oh, damn, Like I better get set so I'm not off sides. Hike, ball, and Maya on the way up was like, bro, I'm not going to listen to anybody. I'm reading the play regardless. Yeah. Like I just knew, okay, I'm either going to jump over the top. Right. If it's if it's smashed out, I'm going to have to bounce. Right. I just knew those were my options, right? But I'm going to read it. Um, and Maya's walking up, and he's like doing the thing like, like behind his back and he's like go outside and i'm like dude you're like shut up like get thank god you didn't too because yeah. you hit that five hole <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah but you know i'm just i'm just, that's what i was trained to do is read the play but so we get said hikes the ball jump cut and the rest is history kind of funny is a dude that tried to tackle me at the end jordan champion was an all state i don't know if he's all his own he might have been all his own too all state cornerback from here 
Really? From Arizona. No kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was an Arizona dude. Full circle. Yeah, and Austin Farnloff, um, who was an all-Arizona cat out of Boulder Creek, was on North Dakota State's team. So there are a couple of Arizona dudes on that team. Wow. Talk about full circle. <clears throat> yeah. What a journey for you, man. And, you know, like I said, you could definitely see that you're emotional, you know, in the positive way. But you said, yeah. obviously, you were feeling some emotion, too. But what a moment for you. But you had your best season your senior year healthiest no i don't agree with that dude my best season was my sophomore year before i got injured that was this is where we get into the dive of of life and life decisions yeah um freshman year goes great like i said my mentality is i'm coming to play uh -huh. like i'm coming to play i'm coming to earn a scholarship i know my capabilities you know i signed a paper to montana but i was a walk-on yeah i was now, a walk-on were you preferred walk-on Preferred or not, like you're a, you're a walk on. They just That's wanted fair. me to sign a paper because they wanted me to come into camp as a scholarship, like a look like like. Gotcha. like no, he came on scholarship. He signed. Ah, uh, I went on books. Yeah, like five hundred bucks, you know. And um, my mindset was, I'm gonna go play. I don't like the red shirt thing. Yeah, no, I'm if I'm there, why I red shirt? I'm there to play. Yeah, I'm ball. there to play all four years. I went in out of shape. Uh, I mean, weight room wise, I was, and I went at two hundred thirty pounds. I showed up to camp, which I was healthy. I could move well. Um, and then I was red, they were red shirting me. Our senior goes down. Dan Moore is like a brother to me. That dude is like, call me many more. Um, so they pull my red shirt and, uh, I play and I ended up starting in the two tailback position. And I remember towards the end of this year, this kid, this running back just resented me, dude. He did. He hated me. And, um, dude, I'm making good decisions. I'm making good decisions. I'm playing ball. I'm staying healthy. And, um, I mean, let's just say he wasn't the on the. I had God's grace yeah. on my path, right? Um, and when you're doing the right thing and you have His grace, you have His favor. Right. Is what I'm meaning to say. And towards the end of the season, he comes up to me and he goes, "Hey, man, I just want to apologize." And I was like, "Whoa, not expecting and, that." And he just told me he was like, "I was jealous of you," you know. And then kind of just like gave me a hug, and I, and I was like, "Wow." Okay. You know, like, and he's like, you're like, I was not, that no, was no, no. And that was just like an eye opening moment to me. Yeah. You know, um, love that dude. I haven't seen, I haven't seen him forever, but I only shared one year with him. Oh, but, wow. But good dude. Um, going into my sophomore year and here's, here's the things like guys got to realize going into college. I thought everybody that went into college was there to go to the NFL. Yeah. You know, that was my, I'm getting called. I'm going to the NFL. I'm here to work hard. Blah, blah. Do you get to college? Not everybody's there for the right reasons. No. You know, not everybody's there for the right reasons. Not everybody's making the best decisions. Yeah. Where I was a huge leader in high school and I was straight edge. Yep. I I kept not hearing it, but I I became a follower, dude. Yeah. I was, I've heard it over and again, dude, you're in college. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. You're in college. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, I'm in college. It is time to go out and have fun. It is time to go make mistakes, you know? Well, God had other plans for me, brother. He ain't yeah. going to let me slip up because I, I was out of character. Yeah. I was not sticking to the path and staying true to myself 100%. And you know, I hope these kids realize because I paid the price in multiple ways. Um, my sophomore year is going well. I'm in the best in condition. I'm 218 pounds, the fastest oh, wow. I've ever been, dude. Man. I'm probably like 6% body fat again. Cut down. I'm in shape, bro. I cut. I can cut hard. Like I'm freaking killing it on kickoff on special teams, working my way into hopefully a starting position towards the end of the year. We had a couple senior running backs that are studs, all big sky, one transfer from Marshall. Oh, man. You, you know, had some one, momentum, they, though. Oh, dude. I was – 
you know, I had dudes in the locker room being like, why aren't you playing more? You know, yeah, don't worry. Because I was, dude, at one point I was, I think I had, was like four for five on receptions and touchdowns. So that's so funny. <laughs> I was going to pick at you. So you had like, uh, I want to say what you had like five, uh, receiving, uh, touchdowns and like six receptions, right in six receptions. <laughs> but of those, they're all over 50 yards. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> dude. I had the best reception for what yardage yeah. probably in the country at By one point far. to touchdown ratio as well. We used to joke about that. It was insane. You love them swings, dude. Just the, the, um, misdirection. Yeah, I slip out the it. back. And like I said, people didn't realize how fast I was. Yep. Um, I was faster and more talented my sophomore year than I ever would be for the rest of my life. Yeah. When I had, so I'll, let's break down how this happened. Um, I won't talk about, about why it happened, but I broke my faith. I broke my path. Mm. Um, and God, and this is to the weekend before my injury. Um, and before I had my shoulder injury, same thing. I strayed from the path. Yeah. So I had this faith pattern uh -huh. that i saw and i was like no i kind of uh no people are doing this and they're not getting hurt blah, blah blah dude realize if you're watching this your vices are different than other people's you're here for different reasons than other people just because other people are doing things and not getting caught or not getting in trouble doesn't that mean that that's for you or right. for you to follow so that's one thing i figured out. i was like my my life journey my life path is for me is for me god has cut things cut out for me he alone does that he right. does not want me doing absolutely so whatever i stray from the path of god and that game i is when i injured my foot and we we drive down we score i come off and we're going to kick off and i tell my running back coach like yo i need to blow we just went 80 yards like i need to blow he's like okay hit the bench um and my special teams coach which i'm like the head guy on kickoff i'm out there i'm like we're yeah oh, like we're, <laughs> you know what i'm saying like i'm leading the men downfield right. like i like, loved it i loved it dude in my head i was like that was charging like this, the head of the war, you right. know what I'm saying? Like, that's where I put it in my head. You know, they play Mortal Kombat on the intercontinent. I'm like, Fuck, like dude, I'm about like, to I jack somebody up. <laughs> I literally, it's like putting on a, a, a cape of, in, I felt invincible on kickoff. Kickoff's the best, especially like kickoff specifically of all the special teams. Dude, it definitely gives you that. And feeling. I had probably the best compliment I ever got is from our D-line coach. And uh, he was like, he said that I'm the best dude he's seen on kickoff his entire life. That's like the best. And I was like, I took so much pride in that. Yeah. But dude, I banged dudes on kickoff. I loved it. <laughs> so I'm like, I need to blow it. My special teams coach, like there's two minutes left in the half. We're playing, um, I think it was Eastern Washington, uh, Eastern at our place. And uh, he's like, no, can you go? There's, there's two minutes left before half. Can you go? And I'm like a big teams guy. Like yeah. I'll sac I want to sacrifice myself. I love football because I love putting my heart on the table for another man, right? Like, like showing that I'm going to break my body and put it to extents that it should not go to because I care for you as right. a brother. Like that, that is why I love playing football. Right. Um, so I was like, screw it. All right, I'll go. And I remember it's the weirdest thing getting there. And I always feel invincible. And I remember just being in my stance and being like, damn, this is kind of dangerous. <laughs> like I said, that thought go through my head of kickoff. That is That's so never funny. happened before, but I'm just like, damn, it's kind of dangerous, isn't it? Like kickoff, I go down, blow a dude up. I make the tackle, and my own teammate comes in, missile laid oh. on the tackle, head straight into the back of my foot, into my hip, and I just buckle. And a Liz Frank injury is when your foot is up like this on the ground, and an external force comes out on top of it, and it twists. Yeah. Well, I just felt a pop in my foot. Pow! It felt like a like a like a piece of wood getting snapped. Pow! And I was like, I just knew. That's not good. You're bro. like, that's serious. That's serious. And I stand up and I start running off the field. And my foot is going, it feels like it's going like this. 
down the bottom. Oh like it's collapsing. Lord. Like it's collapsing through the bottom. I thought I broke my foot in half. Yeah. I ran out and it literally every step and run, it goes, that's what it feels like. It's just collapsing. Oh man. And uh, I go to the sideline and, uh, and I'm like, this just happened. He's like, okay, try to get up on your toes. I can't even get up on my toes. They take me up into the training room when everybody's in at halftime. And I just remember crying. She told me she's like, it's a midfoot sprain, but I still was just You're like, crying yeah. because I, my heart knew. It's worse. And I didn't realize that is the last day of how healthy I would be for the rest of my life. Really? Yeah. Um, I was playing with a shattered bone in the ball of my foot. I came to find out like turf toe or whatever it's called because Nike's cleats suck. Um, <laughs> hey, you like know at the time, they might be better now, but the cleats that we were using at the time, they're so thin and on turf, Man. you're just banging your feet I, well you remember our freshman year that nike truck pulled up and gave us all vapors yeah remember bro. and those things were thin dude they're just so thin there's no <laughs> there's it's just dude it's straight cleat yeah you feel like you're standing on the ground yeah i yeah. felt i could literally feel the ball on my foot hitting the plastic oh you know Lord. nike's cleats are like they got i mean it's nike dude it's a great product plus one of my teammates his dad was like a ceo so i can't say too much right, right? you're like and nike just school. as a disclaimer yeah, cooper, Nike's awesome. cooper i love nike brother <laughs> um but uh so they tell me, well, it's a midfoot sprain. And I just remember crying because I just knew in my heart, like, this is not, it's my foot. I'm a right. tailback. Like, I'm putting a lot of power and strain. I'm going to do my cuts. If you got pictures, like, there's me, like, lateral with my knee barely above the ground. Uh, yeah. Foot torqued, dorsal flexion crazy. Yeah. So we try to go. That's my sophomore year. I'm trying to come back every week. I was in a boot for four days. And then I was out of a boot trying to play again. Every week trying to run on it, weightlifting, weightlifting with, with a Liz Franck sprain. And all sprain is is it's a tear yeah but they just don't call it a tear because it's not severe enough yeah you know i got MRI, mris and all that well i didn't know that when you get an mri with all the swelling they can't really see so i saw a foot doctor up in montana when season's over and he was like yeah um with the sprain you know we'll see if it's torn and if it is i'll go in and i'll fuse your bones together mm -hmm. i'll fuse your foot together and i'm like fuse my I'm foot like, together. this sounds like i'm never gonna play pick up basketball that i don't play to begin with anyway right. like i ain't walking in anywhere to do nothing yeah. again and um they wanted me to get the surgery up there but i didn't get surgery because like okay we'll let it heal it'll be good by spring ball spring ball comes around all i could do was weight lift i couldn't run on it it felt like literally if i went to like apply pressure or make a cut it would go like this and it, i felt like i could just like <clears throat> dig into the ground and pop like i could make my own foot go pop and just split it it felt like that forever. It never came back together. Wow. So that summer's rolling around and my mom, God bless her soul. Cause she's just so invested in me and the athlete you uh -huh. knows his time just being a great mom. Uh, love you moms. Shout <laughs> uh, out moms. Yeah. Shout out moms. She founded a surgeon in Dallas, Texas who specialized oh, wow. in Liz, Liz Franck injuries. Um, so we fly down there. I have family in Dallas. Yeah. Um, I get an MRI and he goes, yeah, your Liz Franck's half torn. Like it's, he's like, it's done. Like you won't, you can't do what you do with it. The way it is you have to get surgery. Jeez. And prior to this, I walked out of a surgeon meeting because the dude told me I'd never run again. Yeah. He was like, why are you thinking about playing football? He's like, you'll never run again. And I'm like, so this Excuse is the me? status I'm in as a sophomore. I still got, I want to go to the NFL. I'm yeah. going to the NFL, bro. And I just remember the dude emotionally broke down. Um, but I get the, the, the surgery in Dallas and he did x-ray the ball on my foot too. That's when I found out that the ball was shattered. Jeez. So we did two surgeries in one. He did a K wire. So he drilled three wires through the joint complex of my foot. It looks like a triangle. Uh -huh. 
through the joint complex and he cut the ball of my foot open down this big toe from the inside down the side like a C right where the cleats run. And I was nervous about that because he told me he was like, it's where I cut it. I'm like, I'm like, man, that's where I like the cleats right there. That's where I do all my cutting and pressure. He was like, no, you'll be good. And I was like, okay, he does. He does pro athletes. Yeah. And I was like, okay, God rest his soul. John Crates, uh, he passed away. Oh, man. Um, but I would have never been back on the field if it wasn't for that man. My foot was never the same, though. Yeah. Like, like uh, I remember I was in a boot for 13 weeks, non-weight bearing for six on my uncle's couch in Texas while everybody is in Montana training. training. Yeah. I'm on a couch, like, with hardware in my foot, and I can't even apply pressure. I remember the first day I got the boot off, I walked a mile like a mile and a half yeah. around my, my like, I, gotta get out. Like, I got to bro. Yeah. We took the, the cast off and it was shin. It was just shin. My calf was so atrophied that it literally just hung there. It was, I'm not, I'm not lying to you, bro. If this is the width of my shin, that was the width of my, my, from my knee to my ankle. That's but my, but my foot was all swollen up. Right. And so if you guys, you know, if you're listening right now, Joey's talking about some of the things that he dealt with at Montana, like, and people, you guys got to realize, like, you know, everybody kind of gives athletes like a not even a bad name, but it's like, oh, you know, you, all you do is play sports. But like, these are some of the things that go with that. These are some of the things that come with the quote unquote entertainment piece. Like, this is the reality of some of the stuff that you fight through just to get on the field. Yeah, dude, just to play. And it's just where my mindset was. I would have died for the game. I had a I had a saying and it was like on kickoff. It was like, if I die, he's dying with me. Yeah, like, that was my mindset. Hey. If I die from this hit. I'm taking that dude with me. <laughs> He's a killer be um, Yeah, hundred percent. So, but it, it changed the um, my foot. It lifted my arch. So, like, if your foot is supposed to do this, right, right. I had very flat feet. It where he did it from the metatarsal in. It lifted doo, 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 and it shortened my right foot. And the ball of my foot couldn't move. Really? So it was like a plank. It was so tight. I I lost all my dorsal flexion. So, Holy cow. so if I stood up straight, I could pull my left foot up off the ground, keep my right. heel on the ground. I couldn't even pull my my right ball. I couldn't even at pull all. my foot off the ground at all. So I played like that for the rest of my career. Jeez. And I had so much pain. I couldn't even, I wish I would have never, if you're out there and you're an athlete and you have a turf toe or sesamoid and they're asking if you want to do surgery, do not, do <laughs> not do get it, that man. toe surgery, bro. I couldn't even do lunges or load my toe or anything, bro. Because it literally, one, the scar is caused the problem. I'm sure. I couldn't even apply pressure in my cleats. There was a point where I'd have to wear, I'd have to wear my cleats out and then my foot would hurt so bad and the scar would hurt so bad that I would take my cleats off and put turf shoes on. And then towards the end of my senior year, I couldn't even wear cleats, period. I had to wear turf shoes because wow. I had the way the K wires work. They drill through your bone and then they put a button on each side and then they tie around the button. That's why I have like a horn sticking out the inside of my foot. And dude, that caused so much pain just late, just cinching my cleats down with my laces because they cut the top of your foot, probably 10, 15 stitches, the side of your foot, 10, 15 stitches. And then I had like 20 stitches down the ball of my foot in there. And so, uh, again, like this is just some insider perspective for those of you that didn't play it and really any level. But that's that this is some of the stuff that you would deal with. And I'm sure you're still dealing with. Oh, dude, I will deal with it for the rest of my life, man. You know, because people were like, oh, well. You know, athletes and they get this paid for and this paid for and i'm like that's don't not get the, that that's not even the extent we, yeah i still deal with it to this day ncaa is not going to pay for it nope they cover you two years after and it's have a good life you know and wow and i still want to be physically active so right. i get the surgery i know we're getting like way off topic no this is it so 
I don't even get like 100% clear to like walk and weight lift again, probably towards the tail end of, I did that 2013. I didn't even get clear to like do normal stuff again until like the tail end of the season 2014. And that winter, I would like worked softly back in. And then I had a full spring and summer training into the North Dakota State game. Wow. So that was, but dude, I You're couldn't cutting, use my You foot. were cutting close. Dude, yeah. I lost, I was, dude, it was so hard. That is where my life decisions, that was God. Dude, when you stray from the path, yeah, he'll, my he'll mom, sit you down. Dude, my mom told me, my mom told me because, you know, you get into college and everybody's doing this, everybody's doing that. And she told me one time, she's like, Joey, God is going to drop the floor on you. <laughs> Everything to make sure you get right back. And dude, that injury took, you know, people to try to be nice. Be like, no, like you're the, you're the same, blah, blah, blah. Dude, I remember the first time I did drills. Like I said, I couldn't pull my foot up at all. I went, uh, boom, I cut at a cone and I turned to run to the other cone and I trip over myself. Just run because your foot's not because I can't lift same. it. Yeah. yeah. And um, dude, I just remember that was like a curse to me. God gave you a little humble pie. A hundred percent. That was like, like a curse because to me, he took 40% of my talent away. Yeah. Like boom off top 40%. You ain't that player no more, buddy. Yeah. Sorry. And you got to wow. deal with pain every day in your foot. Like every day I laced up or did stuff. I was like, would sit there for a moment and be like, it's going to suck, but still I'm going to play in the NFL. And so, you deal with all this adversity. You finally come back. You're, you know, uh, I mean, doing what you can. I was going to say rock and roll, but you're not at this point. You're doing what you can. And so you get back, take us through your senior season. What's that like? So I'll take you through that North Dakota State season leading into that. Yep. Because there's more. Um, so, boom, we have this. Such a cool moment. I got people calling me. I'm, I'm on ESPN top 10. Yep. And I'm like, dude, that's sick. Send me a video because I can't afford cable. Like, I can't see it in college. You know what right. I'm saying? <laughs> Send me a video. Um, so that happens. I'm playing with, you know, whatever pain every day. And uh, NAU's coming along. And I was not the same. Like, yeah. I didn't cut the same. I was constant hesitation because I'm trying to figure out how to stay off the ball in my foot because I had so much pain. I hated turning up the right side of the field because I would be running on my scar. Oh, I was, Dude, I was just running on the outside of my foot for the rest of my career. I was playing football wow. on one leg. That's impressive. Yeah. Like my, my, even my therapist was like, you know, you just reach a point where it's like, okay, if my hundred percent was here and now I'm playing at 70%, well, my 70% is still better than other people's hundred oh, percent. Exactly. You know, even though I, it was like a curse to me, bro, because I hated it. I was like, I hated it because I couldn't put my full effort out, For, out right, there. I right. couldn't show my true self, especially with the new coaching staff that came in. Yeah. Because now all they see, they didn't see me prior injury. This is just who I am. Oh, this so is, that was your junior year they came in. Yeah, Stick came in my junior year yep. after I had been recovering from all these these surgeries on my foot. And uh, so that was tough. So I'm like, I got to prove myself, but I can't even go out there and show my true talent. Um, so we play NAU our fourth game. I'm not moving right. I'm just not playing like I should be because I can't anymore. And I take a helmet to the knee and blow my MCL. Boom. Right after. Wow. Fourth game. Okay. So. I'm out for six weeks. Dude, he opened it up like a door hinge. I blew it out completely out. I ran off the field and it felt like a cramp on the inside of my knee, like a muscle cramp, but it was my ligaments. And I just ran off the field and I was like, yo, my knee. I felt it, it was like, Jeez. and then he tests me on the table. He just opens my knee up, gates it. He's like, yeah, it's gone. So we do, you know, make sure it's not ACL or nothing. So was no ACL, God bless. Yeah. I come back 
I was supposed to come back and play six weeks. Um, Idaho, I think it was. Um, incident happens during season uh-huh. that blows up. It's all over the news. And that, like I said, you stray from the path of God, dude. You don't do what you're supposed to be doing. You, Like I said, oh, I'm going to make mistakes. No, dude, you're in college. You're going to NFL. You need to tighten. Listen, you need to tighten it down. Yeah. You need to tighten it down, boys. If you're in college, like there's people out there. It's not being good. Tighten it down. And I'll there's tell you PSA. why. There's your PSA. Tighten down. And I'll tell you why. Because I lived it, bro. You don't want to be peeling, peeling tiles off of a roof while your buddies are playing the NFL. Right? And you're disgraced because you're not living your dream. Dude, straight up, I'll be honest with everybody on here. You you grow up and you dream of playing in the NFL. Yep. And you wake up and like, wow, what a cool dream. Imagine dreaming in failure. Now, if I have a dream of playing in the NFL, I wake up and that is a failure reminder to myself. I started playing tackle football when I was seven years old. Yeah, it's been a long time for you. You know, I wanted to play in the NFL my whole life. Right. You know, just to exceed, just to be the best. That was just my goal. I want to be the best at what I do. Yep. You know. So, you know, that incident goes down. I don't want to talk too much about it, but it was just, it was terrible. Um, it's still open wound for me. Yeah. I don't have my jersey out. I don't have my helmet out and about in my room, dude. I don't, I can't look at it because all I see to me is shame and just, just when you see the trust and like disappointment in your teammates in the eyes of others and your family and yourself, dude, like. It's open wound for me, Montana is. That's why it was kind of hard for me to talk, come in here and talk about this because we're not going to talk too much about it. But like it, I, this whole week, I kind of was like, because it brought back a lot of bad memories, mm. you know, like that. That's a great game. Dude, it was on ESPN, but that was just a game. That was the first game of the season. And I bro. love that you said that. That was the first game, you know, no matter. It, that was the first game. I trade that for the playoff win and not have the touchdown. And I'm so glad that you said that because, you know, and that was one of the things that I took away from your interview is like, Joey, there's so much more to you. And there always has been like you and I were never really close in high school. We just hung out with different people, but you know, you always had this drive about you that was always very clear, even if no one knew you, mm-hmm. you know? And so you've now, you know, overcome some of these things and you're working through these things and you're doing some great stuff with this performance. And I, I want to touch base on that here in a minute, but you know, I, I really appreciate you coming on and being able to talk about some of this stuff because you have faced a lot of adversity and there's a lot of stuff that you fought through, man. But I, I think it's really awesome that now you're taking this and making this into a positive because I, I was looking on Instagram and I saw some of the stuff of you building up the B4 spot and some oh, of that. Yeah. So uh, what I want to do is because I know we're running over a little bit on time, but what I want to do is I want to extend an invitation. We can talk about it off air, but I want to bring you back. Yeah, we, we can have a part two. To Joey counts have because to, there's way more. I want to know. I want to talk about. Like I remember we leave off, dude, because we're only Don't talking worry. about mid. Are we gonna finish my junior? year? I want to go through everything. Okay. I want to go through it all. So this is what we're gonna do. Talk about what Joey's doing right now. Uh, so right now, me and my old wrestling coach Ben Brendel, we we've been doing a business for since I got out of college, um, where we were training kids in his backyard. Oh wow! Right, I was just helping kids out on the weekends, like once once a week yeah. on Sunday mornings, you know, like from four years old to 12, like, dude, yep. it's not easy at times. No, it's the grind. <laughs> but we started in his backyard and then we did like a travel softball team a year later. And then um, we just progressed into a bigger facility that, that he on, had on some land. And I trained like 
Riley Unruh played at Desiree, who's yep. a pro baseball player. Absolutely. So I trained a pro baseball player. I've trained a, a grip of college football players. Yep. And now we got our own spot out in Queen Creek off Santan Boulevard in Sossaman. Um, and I'm actually training a dude right now, Adam Bay, long snapper. For Wisconsin? For Wisconsin, out of Wisconsin Man. to get ready for his NFL pro day to get That's him prepared huge. for the NFL. Yeah. I'm pumped for him because I know that mindset and hey you you had your own pro day man and it was not too shabby <laughs> sir so bad. you know again i'm really glad that you brought that up um ben's actually in the comments there coach brandow you guys are gonna have to check him out uh before performance we're gonna put all that information down in the comments below but so what we're gonna do is we're gonna have a part two joey counts uh, we have to. There's so much more I was going to ask you today, but I'm glad this is this has been amazing, man. It's been really nice to kind of reconnect. I appreciate you having me on. Of I course, think I had bro. a lot more to talk about than you thought I would. No, and <laughs> honestly, I'm glad because I was really hoping we could get into you because I, I just think your story is incredible, man. Um, you know, get to see some of it firsthand, but uh, it's been fun. This is awesome. So we're going to have a part two to Joey Counts. Yeah, um, so if you guys are looking for athletic training before performance, you got to check them out on Instagram. Yeah. I believe you guys have a Facebook page. Yep. Um, and so, you know, at before performance, I know is their Instagram. Like I said, we'll put that down in the comments below. He's doing some athletic training. Come learn from the man himself. He's got a lot to teach got more than more than just strength and agility. That's I got right. Some life to show you some life experience. And so, hey, you know, you were talking about God's path. I think that's God's path for you, sir. Yep. So, uh, yeah. So. This has been an awesome, awesome episode of Undrafted GM. Uh, very unique. Uh, this is part one of at least part two. Maybe we'll do part three. I, got I might a just make you a regular story, show. bro. Let's it's a do long it. ride. Let's do it, man. So uh, for those of you that have tuned in, I really appreciate you guys tuning in and watching the show. Uh, be sure to check out Joey on Instagram. Check out B4 Performance. Um, let us know your thoughts. Post them in the comments. Any questions for Joey, post in there as well. Because we're going to hit them next time. We're going to keep going. Uh, and But for now, it's been another great episode of Undrafted GM. Big shout out to Joey. Big shout out to B4 Performance. Shout out to Pops on the production over there. Uh, and for now, have a great week, guys. God bless. Here we go, folks. Ball game. Fourth and goal. remaining. Joey counts with the touchdown. The Grizz two seconds away from a remarkable upset.